0: Oscar Mike Radio. Come in. Come in, Oscar Mike Radio. Sinister One, this is Oscar Mike. I have Ulima Charlie over. <laughs> Thursday, February 8th, 2018, 8 p.m. or thereabouts, which means it's time for Oscar Mike Radio on Mission on the Move for veterans and military everywhere. Welcome to the show. I'll start with the question of the week and the question, well, no, wait, 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 stop, stop, stop. Before I do that, I want to give a big shout out to a listener who uh, hit me up on the Oscar Mike Radio uh, Facebook page with some feedback. I asked, how's everyone like my new mic?" And uh, this Marine from uh, out there in the Midwest, upper Midwest, in a very cold place, goes by the name of Eric, hit me up and said, hey, it sounds great. So Eric... Thanks for being a, a listener, a supporter, checking it out, providing that feedback on that Facebook page. Thank you very much. And uh, if you guys want to comment about anything about the show or ask me a question, you can email me, Travis, or hit me up on the Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm even on Google+. That's how complete I am. So, Eric, big thanks. Simplify, ooh-rah, one foot in front of the other. And now to the question of the week. And it's simply this: Did I, yours truly, the host of Oscar Mike Radio, watch the Super Bowl? I did not. I didn't watch it. And like I said in my blog post for episode 78, I was going to. I was going to put aside my my feelings and I said you know I'm I'm going to watch this thing I'm I'm not going to let my my feelings fester and I'm going to do this I'm going to watch it and then I talked to some of the people at uh, Amvets who had the big controversy with the NFL over their ad and I decided that there was no way I could support Uh, Super Bowl in any form or fashion, so I did not watch it. Uh, I heard that the Patriots lost, which uh, in my prior uh, days, uh, I was a born-again Patriot hater. So, uh, good riddance, I guess, in that respect. Um, Congrats to the Eagles. But uh, I am looking forward to Legends Football League where the women play, and they've already said that they're going to honor the flag no matter who is playing in the field. Uh, when, when they say that, they mean their uh, skin color. It doesn't matter what they are or their background. They're going to honor the flag. It's a feel, that's the least they could do. And uh, looking forward to the CFL. Uh, go Argos. And uh, I'm really excited about the XFL. I'm hoping that uh, Vince McMahon's reboot will work but um for for a large part of the year i did not watch the nfl on sundays and i have to say uh in a lot of regards my life was simpler um yes i i love football and you know and the marine corps is a great thing to do we especially in arizona you you get up right you'd sleep in from being out all night and you'd go to the chow hall and get the sunday bag nasties or late chow right and, you know, you, if you did it right, you could get, you know, the chow line and a bag nasty. So you were set for the afternoon. And about 11 o'clock, football came on. 11 noon, right? You, you were watching football early. And the games were pretty much done by, you know, 6, 7 o'clock at night. And, and when you're single and there's nothing to do and you're broke because, you know, you are an E2, E3, it's not a bad way to go. It was one of the the, the bonuses of being stationed in Yuma, Arizona. And that was being able to watch football all day long while, you know, being a a cool seven degrees. It was great. But no, I I did not watch Super Bowl. I've had a harder and harder time both personally and as a a person who served supporting the NFL uh, in light of all the happenings this year. And I was going that way because the, the games were just getting too long. They were they were very unfun. They felt more and more like a product instead of entertainment, or even a game that you know meant something to me. Uh, I was very connected with uh, Louisiana, so the Saints made a a, a great cho- a way for me to, to stay connected down there in, in the in the in the Pelican State, right? And uh, more and more, I just I just felt. Like you know, oh my God, I'm I'm gonna seriously pay you know forty five bucks for a T-shirt because it says New Orleans Saints on it. It, it was crazy. Um, and then this all happened. And, and if you're in the military and you're you're next on the line every day, or you're thousands of miles away from family and friends, and you look at your leave and earnings statement and realize what you actually get to take home. For a, a paycheck because contrary to pocket belief, folks, you do get those earnings taxed and um, to the full extent of, of the tax rate, yes, you're taxed on those earnings. It's kind of hard for me to be excited about a, a guy who's paid to move a compressed ball of air from point A to point B. And um, that's just how I feel about it. You know, you can disagree with me. The protest put a very, very bad taste in my mouth. It did. And and then what happened to AMVETS kind of sealed the deal. It will be darn near impossible for me to go back and be a fan of the NFL after that happened. It it would take a lot. Now, I had people tell me that, hey, um, the... Military salute and tribute paid to the Medal of Honor Veterans and the Marine Band and, and Trav. It was it was fantastic. They really pulled the stops out to honor our military. Well, that's great. It's it's wonderful. But uh it, it shouldn't have gotten to this point. And and yes, like uh John Hallworth said last week, he's happy that Medal of Honor winners got to flip the flip toll the coin uh, that was very important. It was very nice to see but uh, on the uh, other hand I just felt the other controversy around it didn't warrant me supporting it anymore and before I end this uh, answer I would say go so far as to say that uh, I have to give a big shout out too, to AMVETS for sticking to their guns and not taking the NFL's recommendation and writing the ad, they, they still their principles. So, uh, I'll be checking them out more and more. So no, I didn't watch it. Uh, I don't think I'll watch next year's. Uh, I certainly, um, except for LSU and the CFL, um, there's no arena league here that I can really get into in this part of the country. Um, I'm pretty much done with the NFL. No, I, I, I do, there's the minor league uh, Bay State Buccaneers that I like uh, following. That, that's, that's actually a pretty good time if you like football and, and want to see it up close and personal with, with guys who, yeah, they're, they're not pros, but they're having a good time doing it, and they like their team. That, that's a good draw on a Friday or Saturday night at uh, one of the local stadiums around this area. But as far as the NFL goes, I'm pretty much done. I, I haven't put uh, my Saints gear on since uh, week one. It's just the way it is. So I hope it answers your questions. If you guys disagree with me, well, that's great. It's your right. Um, If you want to protest, it's also your right. I believe you have the right to protest. But uh, I also have the right not to like how you do it. And um, that's why I'm doing this. So it's kind of a long answer, uh, but I felt it was important to get it out there and kind of explain where I'm coming from. And now we're going to move on to the word of the week. Wow, this this podcast is flying along, love it. And I'm I'm going to continue my my, my military story series. I kind of took a couple of weeks off with some stuff going on and interviews popping up. And speaking of interviews, um, really, really, just floored, honored, and humbled that people want to come on the podcast. And talk about their uh, situation or outreach or effort that's important to them. It's why we're here. If you have a, a subject or a topic or an event coming up, please hit me up on uh, email. It's com. The Facebook page. You can also uh, find me on Twitter and Instagram. Google Plus. The whole nine yards. So I want to talk about my military story, part six. And... In the interest of time and and memory, I'm just going to call this one a day in the life of a recruit in phase one or um, a phase one day because in the Marine Corps boot camp when I went, it was three phases. It was first phase, second phase, and third phase. And over 13 weeks, which they all sucked, I'll just get out there right now, Um, well, Third phase didn't suck that bad, but but the first two phases definitely were not fun. And what was that like? Well, I mean, you know, in the last uh, story, I talk about the fact that we went through our little intro platoon thing. We got drug tested. We got sized for your first uh, cami issue and things like that. You made the phone call home. And now you get turned over to your drill instructor's. And your drill instructors were going to be there with you for the next, what felt like, eternity. Yes. Because we are marched from the from the intro uh, drill instru- instructor to our, our squad bays. And I was in um, Platoon 2125 in Golf Company. On the trail side, uh, there's the lead series and the trail series. We were on the trail series. Our squad bay was on the second floor. I think these uh, squad bays were like four stories high, three three to four stories. I had to look and see. Again, it's been a while. We got marched up there, and we got introduced to these guys, and pretty much uh, all hell broke loose. It just uh, the next 24 hours were not fun. And um, I'm going to leave it at that. So I, I want to take this podcast and kind of, at least from my memory, relay what a, what a typical day was like for the first four and a half weeks of boot camp. And they went something like this. Uh, you get fire watch. And, and they did that for several reasons, but you'd stand watch for an half hour, hour, probably an hour. And usually uh, the worst one to get was either straight in the middle of the night or right before um, Reveille, which was at uh, 05. So 05, the lights would come on and the DI's would be up and ready to go. If it was a PT day, we had our green PT gear on with our um, you know, platoon numbers stenciled on, on, on the front and back of the shirt. And we'd form up for PT and we do the daily seven, which is stretching, so on and so forth. And then we'd go for a, a run. It was a minimum, a minimum of two miles, could be as long as four, but you know, it was a minimum of two miles. And at the time I thought we were going fast, and that was until I got to Hawk School. That's a different story. But we 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 we'd come back then from our run. Um, we'd have, you know, 10 minutes to, to shit, shine, shave, and then we'd have to police call the barracks, make sure your rack was made, put your, um, you know, your candies and your boots on and be ready for morning inspection. You'd get inspected in the morning, make sure you were all set and we'd get marched to morning Chow. That would all happen by 630, right? You'd go into Chow. 15 minutes later, you'd eat Chow and you'd go on to the next thing, which was, drill and first phase to me to sum it up to everybody is nothing more than learning about the basics of drill and, and, and rifle order and um, first and foremost okay they're, they're really going to lay the groundwork of getting certain movements right which uh, doing a column left I, I, I can't explain it, but doing column lefts and column rights in formation the, the first couple of weeks where it was a major accomplishment. And then doing dress right, dress cover down, uh, falling in at close interval, falling in at normal interval, rifle orders, so on, so forth. Your general orders, which I'm going to tell everybody who joins the Marine Corps, I don't know how the other three services work, But it's highly advisable that you have those 12 things committed to memory before you go to boot camp. Your life will be much easier than the poor saps who decide to blow it off and are now trying to learn it on the fly and get inspected by the senior at night and they just can't remember one or two. Well... That's a long night ahead for them. That's all I gotta say. So, you 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 do the drill, and then we go to uh, class. We either had a class about um, first aid. We had a class about military protocol, Marine Corps history. Uh, the the class took out the most to me was the STD class. And, and, you know, what to do to look out for women who are trying to, um, you know, who who weren't quality women. You might want to rubber up. They showed pictures of what happened to guys that uh, didn't rubber up. Oh, my God. I didn't know uh, those kinds of things were possible. Uh, I remember, and I don't know if this meant anything, but... We were learning about uh, cold weather survival. And uh, does anybody remember those Dan Marino isotoner gloves? Or He was hawking some kind of glove when I was in high school. And, and if you wore them, you kept your hands real warm. Well, uh, we were told that those gloves sucked. You shouldn't wear them. If you did, you'd get frostbite and you would thank uh, Dan Marino when your uh, hands were getting chopped up that's just something that's coming to mind as I'm going through this, right? So you do drill and then class in the morning. And then between 11 and 1, they would uh, march you to the chow hall. And you got to understand, there's not just, there was 84 in my uh, platoon we started out. And there's anywhere from 10 to 20 platoons at any given time at MCRD. So that's a lot of bodies to get through the chow hall. So we'd sit there and show up for Chow at our point in time. And they were behind, or they had a lot of people in front of us. So uh, we'd go over our our knowledge. Do any of you remember in the Marine Corps being handed this, this green uh, covered book called Your, Your Green Monster or Your Knowledge, and you were supposed to be able to memorize everything in there? Look, I couldn't do it, but I, I could read real fast and, and understand what was being said to me. But but the the, the guy would get up there at the front of the formation and he'd call out the general orders or he'd call out the nomenclature of the M16A2 or where the uh, first service support groups were located in the world where the air wings are And we would, we would, we would, he would say, you know, my first general order is, and we'd say the first general order is blah, 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 blah. He'd say the M16A2 weighs how many pounds? And we'd, and, and, and we'd do that back and forth, right? So we go to chow, eat chow again. Um, lunch was a good five to 10 minutes. I'm not kidding you. We, we go in, get our food, sit down as a, as a platoon. The drill sector was said eat and you literally shovel as much food in as you possibly could because if you didn't, chow was over. You threw your tray away and, uh, if you didn't eat, oh well for us who were diet recruits, which at, uh, Two hundred and fifteen pounds. I was considered overweight. Uh, life really sucked because uh, they cut your rations in half, and so um, <laughs> that was a real downer, man. I mean, because essentially they're starving you. Uh, they they are making you expend more calories than you're taking in. So it's 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 very crude, but very effective. If you do that and, and they sweat you enough, you're, you're going to lose weight whether you want to or not. And it was effective. So you do that. You go back out. And the afternoon we spend doing drill. And then we do afternoon PT. And then we do afternoon um, class in our uh, squad bay. So what would happen is we'd get in our squad bay, right, and... We, we we'd make our, our foot lockers a desk and we get our knowledge out and um, we might get a, a pop quiz about the Marine Corps history. Who was Bentley Butler? What does the Halls of Montezuma mean? Or what's the nomenclature of the NCO sword versus the officer's sword? So on and so forth. And we take a little test and you pass them up and they get graded in. Well, if you passed great but God help you if you failed because they'd go on to the next class and the people who failed were brought to the front on the quarter deck and uh got encouraged to learn which which sucked I mean I never had to do that but um for those who who failed it sucked bad and then um after the afternoon class session, you do uh, either before or after you would have done the afternoon PT because PT is everything. And then you do more drill. And then we did evening chow. And then we did an evening class. Then evening PT. And evening PT was kind of the opposite of morning PT. It was more things like we're going to do. Uh, do parts of the Yo course. We're going to climb the rope and, and learn to climb the rope up and down, which for some of us, it was more difficult than others. I, I never really had a hard time with the rope. Uh, my problem is I, I don't have long legs. So I had to work a lot harder to get up the rope. It felt like, but I did it and got back down. And then you'd have evening classes and study time. You'd have uh, time for showers, which by the end of the day, we we didn't smell good at all. Oh, and sorry. uh, Medical runs. I got more shots in the first uh, three weeks of boot camp than I had in my entire life. And the really funny thing is, I have to tell you, I, I really don't know what they were giving us. It was just shot day, you you rolled up, you got a lot number, and the the Navy guys gave you shots, and that was it. I never, I assume they were immunizations or whatever, but I I really don't know. They could have been experimenting on us, and we have never gone. But uh, medical was a a big thing, uh, which I tried to avoid, because if you got hurt and couldn't keep up, you got recycled to another platoon which means you were at boot camp longer than you had to be so i was the only guy who figured out you know what it doesn't hurt that bad or you know what, it does hurt bad i'm not going to say a darn word till i get out of here because i don't want to stick here any longer than possible so medical was a part of it but but basically the day broke down as a zero five wake up pt uh morning um clean up Shine, shave, uniform, racks, chow, morning chow, drill, uh, more drill, morning PT, class, afternoon chow, afternoon drill, PT, more PT, class, evening chow, so on and so forth until uh, you were done for the day. And that's pretty much how it went for the first four and a half weeks of boot camp, whether you want to or not. So all I'm saying is, is um, that at a very high level, I've kind of bounced around a little bit as things came back to me. It is it's how it was. And, and the thing is, you're, you're, you're a long way from home. You don't know what you're doing. You have no way to contact the outside world. Of course, unlike Paris Island, MCRD is right in, effectively, downtown San Diego, right by the airport. So you can, while you're getting sweated out in the middle of the sand pit, you can watch the planes take off, and you can look and see houses. And literally, if someone has a pair of binoculars, they can watch everything that's going on. And at night when, when, you know, the lights are out and you're doing your watch and look out the window and you're like, wow, people are going about their lives, doing their thing, having a good time, you know, guys with the girls and girls are, you know, looking good. And here I am, bald, hungry, absolutely bone tired doing this. Is this ever going to end? And it does, it does end. I mean, now it's just a a really small part of your life, but uh, that's kind of what first phase is like over and over and over again. And there's other things thrown in there too that I didn't talk about, you know, the more mundane things like, yeah, there's boot polishing, there's squad bay cleanup, there's this and that and and everything else going on, but it's really about getting you um, in, in drill conditioning to learn how to do the drill commands better It's about learning how to deal with uh, a lot of pressure at one time, getting yelled and screamed at all the time. And it's just uh, understanding that life will no longer be the same. And, you know, it wasn't until second phase I started really having some fun, if I could call it that. Uh, Second phase was kind of a a, a paradox. I I had a lot of fun some days. And some days I really sucked so I'll talk about that next when I do my military story part seven, but this is uh part six. And again, I, I hope, I hope you enjoy these, uh, memory dumps. I do, I, they can kind of ramble because of... so what I'm trying to do is talk about it. But when I talk about it, you know, ideas pop in my head that I didn't write down. So it's really just kind of like a story versus me reading off a sheet of paper. So, uh, bear with me, but, um, I I enjoy getting to do these, uh, and I'll see you next week. It's uh, Valentine's Day next week, and uh, I'm going to have a lot of fun with that episode because Jody will make his appearance, and you military guys, regardless of branch, know who Jody is. So that's it. Uh, Have a good day. Have a good week. Uh, This is Travis Oscar Mike Radio. We are out.